Welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation, as usual, as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm Lori LeBay, and I am the host of the show, and I'm thrilled that you can join us today. We are going to be talking about a new line of books that's being launched that's reader-friendly. It's going to be absolutely fabulous, not just for people with dementia, but so many other populations as well. But before I introduce you to our guests, I'm just going to do a couple of shout outs. First is to the Mark Arneson Band, who so graciously lets us use their opening song, Clarion Call, um, as our opening music. And if you enjoy that, please feel free to download that on any of your favorite music platforms. And for those of you that are new, Alzheimer's Speaks is about sound information, not just sound bites. My mom lived with dementia for 30 years, so I get it. And I know how much families need resources, products, and tools. And that is our goal here. In fact, go ahead and go to alzheimerspeaks.com. We just upgraded our site. I have to say myself, it is beautiful. And we have one full page of free educational resources there that you're not going to want to miss. Let me give a shout out also to a couple of support groups that I do. One is Arthur's Memory Cafe. We meet the second and the fourth Wednesday of each month at one o'clock central time. We do that virtually where anyone is welcome. And also on the last Wednesday of the month, Brookdale Senior Living sponsors Caregiver Connect, which offers an hour of uh, support group that I facilitate. And there's also an hour of respite care for your loved ones living with a form of dementia. And that is at the Shoreview Community Center at 10 a.m. the last Wednesday of the month. Also, if you have not checked out Saltbox TV, I suggest that you do. It is the first free online TV service developed specifically for seniors. And there is tons of great information there. And then of course, if you're still looking for something to do this summer with the family, the memory camp at Moon Beach will be open August 15th to the 18th. And that is specifically designed to support people experience uh, mild to moderate dementia and their care partners. It's absolutely a gorgeous setting. And I've heard rave reviews about it. Last, we're going to hear from the Adaptive Equipment and Caregiving Corner as they tell us a little bit about the Footbar Walker, and we will be right back. I love the Footbar Walker, and let me tell you why. It is the option for my toolbox that I've been waiting for. Let's be honest. There are some clients who, despite our best rehab efforts, just aren't able to return to performing a sit-to-stand transfer on their own. Now I can offer my caregivers an easier, safer option that doesn't involve hoisting their loved one up from a sitting position. I don't recommend this walker for all of my clients, but I do recommend this walker for those caregivers looking for an easier, safer option with transfers. I would also encourage other therapists to add this walker to their toolbox. It's kind of like having my own mobile parallel bars for the client to pull up on. 
Whether it's a family caregiver at home helping a loved one with Parkinson's or dementia, CNAs in a long-term care facility assisting their patients, or therapists adapting to client and caregiver-specific needs, we now have a very safe and effective option to offer in the Footbar Walker. Check this product out at thefootbarwalker.com. That's it for today from Adaptive Equipment and Caregiving Corner. Have a great day, and don't forget, if you can't do it, adapt it. Well, it is time to introduce you to our guest today, and I am thrilled to have Ann Obitz with us. She is the co-owner and publisher of Kirkhouse Publishers and Fusion Press, which is located right here in Minnesota in Burnsville. And Anne is really proud to present her reminisce line of reader-friendly books, as she should be. This is filling a huge, huge gap in the industry, not only for those living with dementia, but so many of our elder avid readers as well. So I can't wait for her to tell you more about this. But as usual, I always start out with one question, and that is, Anne, have you been personally touched by dementia? I have. My mom, Mary, was um, diagnosed when she was 85 with dementia. She is now 96 years old, and she is living a very happy, content, fun life. She is just wonderful. She celebrated her 96th birthday at the end of May, but there have been challenges with not only just the day-to-day and having to move her into assisted living Um, Now she's in long-term care, but just her normal daily routine was so impacted. Um, I mentioned in the book that I had never seen my mom without a book, a magazine, or a word puzzle in her hand growing up. And she became very um, just disgruntled because she couldn't find a book that fit her now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and this happened about two years ago when she was 94, she f- did find one book that she absolutely loved and it was little women and it was in the library of her assisted living and it was adapted for, it was large print. It was a uh, more simplistic story than the original version It was pared down a bit and it had illustrations and she just loved it. But unfortunately, there weren't a lot of other books like this for her Um, that she would try to find other books, but they were romance. They were smaller. The type was smaller Mm -hmm. and she just didn't have that joy of reading that she had with little women or prior to, you know, being at this level. Well, you know, your mom's not alone, for sure, in that I've heard that all the time. And there are some beautiful reminiscing books out there, like Nana's books. And there are short little quips that people can read. Or a lot of times people will get children's books and bring them. But an adult is looking for something deeper, richer, that gives them more dignity. And I really think your line of books does that so well. So you talked about it being larger print um, and a simpler storyline. You know, sometimes people say a storyline is a paragraph. What does your storyline consist of? How long are the stories in a book in and of itself? 
Well, our stories are 1,500 to 3,000 words. They have uh, a more simplistic storyline, so they'll have two or four characters, mm-hmm. um, not 100. Um, my mom has the Nana books and loves them. Um, but they have maybe a poem or a paragraph or a line where our books, which this is the book, um, this is our first book and it's mysteries, have full stories. Um, so just to show you a page, these stories have a beginning, a middle, and an end, which is very important. And at this time, two years ago, when my mom was looking, that's what she wanted. She wanted a story. And the great thing about these stories is they're set in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. So there are, it, it is a time to reminisce. Um, and as you can see by the page I held up, there's images within the text. There's also full color um, after each story. So it is um, something that they can, my mom always runs her fingers over the the images. It's something that they can look at and remember. Um, they all correlate with the stories. So this is a bowling story. Um, they all correlate with the stories that either came before or after the photos. I love that. And I love the size, you know, so many times people just can't grip things the way they used to. And especially our older adults, they're used to a book. They're not used to a tablet or reading something on a screen. And, and even most, I guess, avid readers that I talk to say they love still paging through a book. There's just something about curling up in a chair with a book and the pictures that you have there. I mean, they really go with the era and stuff too. So those have to bring back back just tons and tons of storylines. How many stories are in, in a book, roughly? So there are 10 stories in a book, each written by um, a local author. Mm-hmm. And they're all experts in their genre. So this first book is Mysteries. Um, so we have 10 stories written by, I believe, five authors in this book. Um, some wrote more than one, obviously. And then we have... The next book will be romance and then ghost stories and then sci-fi. Okay. So this will be a whole series. Um, this book is available now. So Rem- uh, Reminisce Mysteries is available now, but each book will come out. Um, romance will come out in August, ghost stories in September and sci-fi in October. Wow. So that's, that is wonderful. So a lot of times, you know, I I have to ask you a couple of questions. I'm always fascinated in how you pick the title and, and why you really started this. Cause I find a lot of times people start thinking, well, I'm just going to do something for my loved one. And then all of a sudden they see a larger need. So first, why don't you tell us about the title and then, you know, how this all got kicked around. Well, the title um, Reminisce is really, my mom loves memories and her photos and um, just now, especially, um, she is about in her, I would say, late 30s, early 40s. She has kids. Mm -hmm. She loves to talk about the dances in Brenneville. Mm -hmm. Um, She lived in a small town in Minnesota. She loves to talk about her family. And about the things they did and about 
um, especially like cars. You know, she remembers the cars. She remembers what she was wearing. So fashion. Um, she remembers the color of the ribbon that her mom tied around her dress when she was six years old. So all of these things, I think, are just a time for her to reminisce and to have really happy memories of the past. So that's what we included. Um, None of these stories are dark, even though they're mysteries, they're more of a cozy mystery. So that's usually somebody who is not a detective. It's not like hard boiled. It's not gory or gruesome. Um, They're just really nice, good stories that will bring them back to a time. I love that you brought up that your mom's kind of in, you know, thinking that she's in her 30s and 40s, because a lot of people don't realize that they do go back in time. And you know, that that's a reason a lot of times people don't remember who we are, if we're children, because they haven't had them, they're not even married, you know, a lot of things can come into play with all that, or we've aged out of what they're remembering what we looked like as a, as a small child and stuff. So I think that, you know, that is really important. And even when you mentioned cars, I mean, I think back in the day, cars was a big deal. Everybody didn't have one, right. you know, and they were really, really special. And the the dances, um, you know, they're, they're, they were much more limited in what they had for choice, you know, than what we had. And so those things were really very important. And I don't know what, I don't know what you're going to write for, for people our age, because it, it's so broad now with all the experiences yeah. that we have. But um, I, I, I love why you did it and, and could really see the need um, through your mom um, with this, well, and, like I said, this big hole in the industry. Yeah. Well, and there was, so after she found that first book, Mm-hmm. My brother and I tried really hard to find other books and there just weren't other books out there like that mm-hmm. with the illustrations, with large print, which was very important. I mean, that was the very, I mean, she really struggled with, she had a, she had a um, romance book, which was like five and a half, eight and a half. Um, she'd have a hard time holding it open. Um, the type, I couldn't read it without my glasses. Mm -hmm. It was, it was very small. Um, So she really struggled with that. So my brother and I tried to find different ones and we did find Nana's story, but mom wasn't quite at that level yet. Mm -hmm. She loves the photographs in those books. Um, Now she, she can't get them out of her hand. I mean, she, (laughs) she wants to look at them all the time. Um, So those are great right now for her. But at the time, this would have been better. Mm-hmm. It would have a story. It has, still has the illustrations. And there are, like, Harry Potter has, um, there's, there's books like this for Harry Potter. I actually have one that's illustrated and has pop-ups and it's larger type. But that's not a story that would interest her at all. <laughs> so, I mean, and somebody did give her a children's book and she was not very happy and she does not get she does not get angry very often she's like I am not a child and I don't care why the goose crossed the road and she was she was not happy with the fact that somebody brought her a children's book and thought that was okay 
And it's, it's not, I mean, she still wanted a story that she could relate to. She could relate to little women. And these are stories that she could relate to as well. There's a story about a dance um, with poodle skirts and bobby socks and saddle shoes. Um, So all of these things are things that she would remember fondly. And, you know, she could probably tell me what color her poodle skirt was. Um, But she just loved, she loved that part of it. There's a lot of fashion. There's um, saw, you know, the authors mentioned songs that were popular during the times, um, events that happened. Um, one story takes place at the end of the sixties and one person is questioning, um, the validity of the space, the the space program, (laughs) thinking it's a hoax, (laughs) (laughs) things like that, um, that will bring back memories that will let the reader reminisce about each story and each, you know, each place where it takes place. Now, I know, you know, when you developed this, you were kind of had dementia in mind, but are there other areas? Like, like I said, I think a lot of seniors will like this, the larger print, holding of the book, the plot, you know, with beginning, middle and end in their era all of those things. But, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, and that's why I did not put dementia or Alzheimer's anywhere on the cover or the inside the book for two reasons. One, this can be for so many other type of people, mm-hmm. um, people that just really want a great story and mm-hmm. like short stories. I love short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other reason is um, because I had bought my mom a word puzzle book and it said right on there for people with Alzheimer's or dementia. And she said, this isn't for me. <laughs> and so I don't want ever to, to say that or to put that on the book, um, but it is, you know, large type. And so I think it'd be great for anybody. Like right now, I actually love it. I love the stories and I love the fact that I can read it without glasses that's a big thing, right? <laughs> yep. That, that's one of my big complaints. I'm 63 now. And boy, I love large print. You know, my dexterity still isn't what it used to be. And, and it's nothing compared to like when I get in my 80s, I'm sure. But I, I'm noticing differences as my body ages. You know, my eyes aren't as good. I need more light. But you want that dignity. So I, I'm glad that you didn't say Alzheimer's or dementia patients, you know, come here, we've got the answers. You know, I mean, we don't do that for, for other diseases. Um, when I read the story, actually, Anna, or, or when I read a couple of stories, I was, I was intrigued. I mean, I thought they really pulled through and they were, they were fun. They were uplifting. You know, I learned a little bit more about the era. And, I, and right away, I thought, how fun would these books be to be um, shared intergenerational? So for, for a senior to be able to read to um, a child, if it's their grandchild or whoever, and really teach them about, you know, their day and era to have that conversation, or as things maybe progress with the disease, for the grandchildren or the children to be able to read the book to the person as well, and then still reminisce. I just saw so many different facets that it could be used in. And I think that 
I think that intergenerational piece is so important. I've got um, two granddaughters. Uh, one is seven and one is 11, and they both love to read. And so that would be something really easy for them to, you know, cuddle up with grandma or grandpa and do and just be really natural and be real loving and and learn in the process. I, I just I just think it's really, really cool. I love that idea because kids now aren't going to know what saddle shoes were yep. or bobby socks or poodle skirts unless they saw a costume. But when I was researching this for the stories and I wrote several of the stories, when I was researching it, it was fa- like there were things I didn't know. It was mm-hmm. fascinating. And you go down this rabbit hole and I'm like, okay, we don't want to get too in depth. But we really, I wanted to make sure there were things that would spur a memory. Mm -hmm. And so like you're saying with having other people either read it or be with them when they're reading it, to talk about that, to talk about the dances. My mom loves talking about the dances, what they did before and after, where they went to eat. Um, And that just brings a whole conversation. Yep. And that's, I think that is so fun that it, it, um, you know, initiates that. Well, it, what's interesting too, is I, I believe, is it on the back cover of me, like an old TV set? Yes. And kids will probably be like, what is that? You know, <laughs> that that's a TV guys. It's not, not a flat screen. You actually had to get up and turn the knobs. I mean, so many little things like that, or men would enjoy, you know, just talking about the cars. That was just mm-hmm. such a huge, huge piece. I have several different kinds of cars in here because mm-hmm. almost every author mentioned a type of car, mm-hmm. a Thunderbird, a station wagon, you know, it just, in looking through my mom's old photos, I love how they would put themselves in front of the car when they had people take their photo. (laughs) It was such, like you said, not everybody had one. Yep. So it was such a, it was a status symbol, but it was just such a cool thing. So here's a Thunderbird, Mm -hmm. but the chair, the wallpaper, the style of house, I went through a lot, worked very hard trying to be um, very authentic to the Mm -hmm. story so mm-hmm. this one, this, oh, is, this is one of my favorite pages. Yep. Yep. The lava lamp, the, the, the bug, you know, the car, again, the car, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just was, it all through like her story. She talks mm-hmm. about that. She talks about the cars they had, um, you know, the events they went through, went to, and she still talks about that. Yep. She, she right now thinks I'm her older sister, Gertie, mm-hmm. but that's okay. You yeah. know, it's just, um, I'm trying to be very aware of where she is now and just fit into that where I can. Well, and she loves her sister. So, you know, you're a loving, caring person. And that's really all that matters is that we make them feel safe and happy and, and comfortable with that. You know, when you're talking about reminiscing in the cars, I think of the old Woody, um, oh, no, what are they called? Station wagon. Yes, the old Woody station wagon. And I mean, there's just so many different things that are out there that they didn't have. Or, 
Yeah. And they didn't have seat belts, you know, and we didn't have air conditioning. And, you know, we didn't have things that beep to tell us, hey, we're too close to another car. I mean, all of those things are stuff that, you know, can be reminisced about in terms of how they're changing. I remember my mom liking to reminisce when my daughter and her boyfriend came up and he would only know about cars. And so all of a sudden, my mom's talking about that she had a pink Cadillac. My mom never had a pink Cadillac. My mom was an Avon lady, but she always was jealous of the Mary Kay ladies with their pink Cadillacs. So in, in her world, she had this pink Cadillac. And and Derek was talking about um, spinners and sound systems. And she was like, oh, yeah, we had those. They didn't even exist back then, you know, but it was just a fun conversation. Um, that they had and, and everybody had a good time. And, and that's, you know, that's the whole point. But, um, you know, when you were bringing up even saddle shoes and, and poodle skirts, and uh, like I said, young kids wouldn't even know what that is other than a costume. And, you know, us as children remember it, but we didn't live it. It, it wasn't that exciting to us compared to their their lifestyle and stuff. So to be able to hear those stories and kind of see that joy come out um, through through your stories, through your book line, I, I think is really, really special. Now, you've, you've talked about you've got other ones coming out in August and September. And so you're really cooking with this book line. Do you <laughs> see this keep keep going? Or do you have a, a number that you're limited to? Or No, I'm not limited to a number at all. I wanted to see how the first four would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and keeping to the major genres. So <laughs> mystery romance um I did ghost stories instead of horror but you mm-hmm. know ghost stories and sci-fi mm-hmm. so keeping them to adult adult themes and mm-hmm. genres um but it's limitless I mean it could be we could switch to nonfiction and do inspirational stories or you know a humor book even poetry so I mean there could be a lot more and I don't intend to stop I mean I really think this is a needed spot in the industry a needed book line in the industry Mm -hmm. like we said there's others out there there was one other that I found but the stories were paragraphs Mm -hmm. like one paragraph was a story And for me, that wouldn't have done it for her at this time. I'm thinking of her about two years ago. Mm -hmm. And this idea has been rattling around in my head for over two years. So when I started, people think it it was fast. Mm -hmm. It really wasn't that fast. (laughs) It was... Um, It's been fast since I've started. Mm -hmm. But I can... Now that I have this template, you know, this idea, um, I originally had the size much smaller mm-hmm. and changed it. And I'm so happy I did because I think the size, the type, the photos, the illustrations, everything make it what it is and make it very special. Yeah. Well, and I think when it's smaller, I mean, one, the, the large type is great, but then you can get more in and then have more white space too, where it doesn't get as confusing to somebody in terms of where they're following and things. Uh, I think that, that that is good as well. Have you ever considered, you know, I, I know these ones are for our elders, but we're seeing more and more people, you know, getting diagnosed at a younger age and maybe doing different eras 
mm-hmm. with the books, because I, I think that that's a huge need. We're seeing, you know, more people in their 50s and 60s and even their 30s and 40s now getting diagnosed. And so I think the struggle is there at all levels. And that I think could be really, really interesting as well. I think this is pretty limitless as far as how many we can do and the area we can serve. Mm -hmm. Um, I really, I want to keep it to the short stories. I really love them. And for authors, short stories are actually harder to write. And you wouldn't think so. You would think, oh, writing 80,000 or 100,000 words is more difficult because there's more. But trying to be so concise and really make the story a story, like I said with the beginning, middle, end, um, really like tying it up at the end, Mm -hmm. um, it's hard for some authors. Some authors just kind of stop when they hit the word count. It's like, well, no, you got to like, you have to wrap it up. (laughs) So, um, but I really like short stories. I like reading them because you get a story, you get to be taken away and, you know, live in that life and, and experience that story, but it doesn't take you all day to read it. Well, and there's not guilt if you don't finish it and you, it, and you know, it's a little bit more proactive too, because it set somebody up to finish versus where was I in the book? Cause that can be a problem sometimes, especially with people with cognitive issues. Mm-hmm. So that is that in itself is helpful. And that completion is always empowering. I think to, to everyone, you know, on that. And you mentioned something that not a lot of people think about, which is white space. Mm-hmm. So the issue I was having with the five and a half, eight and a half format was that there were like three words on a line and it mm-hmm. just looked so odd. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now, as you can see, I mean, there's space, um, and people's brain needs that. You need that space to like comprehend the stories are broken up. So when the, the characters are shifting into a different maybe place or a different day or a different time, there's a break. Mm-hmm. So it's either an image, an illustration, an icon, something to make that break known that you're moving on to a different scene in the story. Well, and, and that is one of the, you know, the issues that I hear from people, especially living with dementia is I keep reading the same paragraph over and over and I still don't really know what it means all the time either. And, and so they, yeah. they kind of start and then they're like, I think I read that. And then, and then once that gets in their mind, then they're questioning everything. And again, with the progression, that's going to happen typically. But again, this is minimizing and giving them the dignity while they're, uh, you know, when they're at a different ability level. And I think that that's really, really special. And, and again, such a need in the industry as a whole. So I think people are going to just really gravitate to these books, just because again, there's nothing like it out there. Thank you. I hope so. I hope people really like them. My mom got frustrated too with, she said, I think I've read the same page 20 times and I keep falling asleep. Mm -hmm. That's when she was trying to read the the smaller romance Mm -hmm. and she was just getting so disgusted. And it, it made me so sad because she always had such a joy of reading, Mm 
mm-hmm. um, in learning. I mean, she was just, she had an insatiable knowledge where she just, she wanted that all the time. She wanted to read. So it was sad for me to see her where she couldn't. And people suggested, you know, getting like audio books and, but she would get, she did not like screens where she had, she could, she didn't want to have to do anything. Mm-hmm. She likes the tangible books. You know, this is, this is what she loves to hold on to them, to flip the page, to have that feeling and that feeling of completion that she did something. Well, and it's, it's really important too, for people to fulfill their routines. I remember my mom used to be an avid reader, um, more of the paper and she did not want to give up that routine. She didn't want to tell anybody anything was different. And so we didn't know I was ordering the paper for her all the time. And then I came in to see her holding it upside down. And that, and that was when I realized she's not reading, but it's really important for her to have that routine. And so I remember going up to her and just asking her if I could, there was an ad on the back. I said, can I see that? And then I, I gave it back to her the right way. But that was a big red flag that I wouldn't have known because we don't really know what someone's seen. And and when I think of myself trying to read a book with tiny prints, and sometimes it's not even um, really black ink, so the, the contrast isn't good. And then I'm really straining and I think, oh my gosh, a person with dementia does not need that added stress of trying to decipher that. And so that's what I love about the large print and the, you really have a nice contrast with the bright white and the, you know, print. And that's, we talked about that um, going to like a, a lot of people say natural stock is Mm -hmm. easier on the eyes, but this stock, I mean, for people, it, it really, it stands out like you've said. So it's a bright white stock with the black type and that's, um, I just think it's easier. Um, just, you know, well, it is on the older eye. I mean, there's studies on that and contrast is really important. And so they say, as we age, our colors aren't as bright, you know, we, we're not getting as much light in and stuff. So being conscious of that contrast is, is really, really critical. And you've done a really nice job with that within the book as well. And then, like I said, the color photos, they just, they, they just pop out of there, they kind of pull you in, but, but so did the stories. I was really, really impressed with the storylines. I wasn't bored. I was intrigued. And um, to me, that said a lot that I wanted to keep, keep going. And then I, I remember with each story, you know, I had a smile on my face. It was just, they all have nice, nice endings to them. And um, again, like you said, for a mystery, it's not gory. It's not scary. It's not, they're not vulgar. There's, there's none of that. You know, they're just a, a really sweet, intriguing storyline. Thank you. I mean, that was my main goal is really mm-hmm. to get the stories down and the illustrations and everything else are second to that. But I think that they give a really good delineation between the stories Mm-hmm. Um, there's two color pages in between each story. And like I said, correlating with the story either before or after. So it's just a nice break for people. And we have authors who have won 
multiple awards that have worked for Harlequin, Nancy Drew, a lot of um, other huge brands. And I was lucky to get them to um, write some short stories for us, and they're going to continue to. So I have a really great pool of writers to, to choose from. And just with some really great ideas and fun, like you said, the stories end on a good note. They're all, they're happily ever afters. That's what I like. Mm-hmm. I don't, I read every single night before I go to bed and I credit my mom to my love of reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember times when we had a full house of people and I was down in the laundry room, sitting on a yellow stool, reading a book just so I could could read away from people um, and through my whole life. And I read every single night, but I don't want a story that's going to cause nightmares or jar me awake. I love the happily ever afters um, because I mean, let's face it. Our lives aren't always just fun and rosy, but through stories, I mean, you can, in the romance book, I wrote a story about the honorable cowboy Mm -hmm. And I've never lived out West, but I just love the whole, um, the cowboy way that they Mm -hmm. talk about and the, um, so a lot of my stories that I read are like that, where, Mm -hmm. you know, they're protector of the, the innocence and they'll, you know, um, go to bat for you and just their way about them. Um, it's just fascinating to me. So a lot of these stories will bring people to different places. There's also a story about Greece. Um, so it's just that getaway, the happily ever after the, the good, the good story. Mm -hmm. I know uh, when you're talking about good story, I'm thinking, oh gosh, how fun would it be to have, uh, like the, the simple birthday parties with the ring around the rosy that we used to play. I mean, nowadays, everything is so these big bashes that everybody has, but just the simple fun, you know, that we had or, you know, the holidays with the with the big cameras with the bright lights where you couldn't see and you're searching for your Easter baskets or whatever it might be. I mean, it was just all of those things I think would be really fun for them, but I think it would be great for even their adult children as well as their grandchildren to teach them how, how different things were, or, you know, we used to dress up for church and we didn't used to work on Sundays. I mean, there's so much in that era that is, that is forgotten. One of my favorites was my my um, great aunt got remarried and we had a shivery and I'll never forget that as long as I live. And a lot of people probably don't know what that is, but it was no. so much fun. They got married at, at the house and we got to pull out all the pots and pans and just bang when they came out the door and, and they threw, they threw money and treats at us. We scrambled around and, and stuff, but it was again, just such a simpler time. And, and I think we forget that with all our hustle and bustle. So I, like you said, I think the stories could be absolutely endless going for the drive of, are we there yet five minutes after we left? And we didn't have the TVs in our car, you know, or our Nintendos we could plug in or any of those types of things. I just think of, oh my gosh, what they went through with us compared to 
how people travel these days and yeah. stuff. So yeah, a lot of wonderful, precious, precious times. Uh, I wrote I wrote down your birthday party idea because I think <laughs> that's fascinating. And I was thinking about doing a Christmas story mm-hmm. because our Christmases, I mean, we were excited to get, I remember getting like a can of black olives wrapped because yep. you know, they were my favorite and nobody else liked them. But that was, you know, yes, very simple, but so appreciated. And speaking of travel, do you remember tra- like going on a plane and you'd get dressed like everyone was so dressed up? <laughs> <laughs> and now you just, I mean. Now people are being refused to get on the plane because they're so undressed. <laughs> yeah. No. And the last time I was on the plane, people were in their like pajamas, like full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Or they were smoking and drinking back in the day, too. I mean, so much, so much has changed. Or and and I don't think there were um, male, you know, stewards at that time, either. It was all I think it was all women. Yeah, lots and lots of things uh, to be able to write and document and, and reminisce that are good learning lessons for all of us. Because we're in we're in such a position nowadays of keeping up with the Joneses or beating the Joneses down and (laughs) racing above them. It's really kind of gotten to a sad state where they were so community focused and the PTAs and just the church groups, everybody was out there to, to better everyone. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, very, very different time than what we're, what we're living in. I wanted to ask you, Anne, what got you into the publishing business as a whole? So, I've always obviously loved books um, from a very, very young age. And when I was in college, I studied design, but I found myself always at the printing building. I loved seeing a finished piece that you created come off the back end of the press. And so that's what I went into. And I've been in it ever since the well, really the late 80s, early 90s. Um, I graduated in 92, but I've never been out of the printing industry. And we got into books years ago and we were publishing books for people, more of a Um, Mm self-publishing. So if they had a book already, we would take their files, we would print the books, we'd give them back to them. Um, Now it's changed into, we own another publishing company. It's called Hybrid Publishing we're helping authors through every single stage, through cover design, interior, um, the distribution, the marketing, everything. And the reason I like it is because when you see that author see their book for the first time, there is nothing else like that. Um, people equate it to giving birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is. It's, it's a feeling that some people, some people sob uncontrollably. Some people scream. I had one woman run around with her hands up in the air. Um, it's just this, this joy of seeing their dream realized. Not everyone can be an author. It is a job. It is, you know, so it is, it is work. And, um, but it is so rewarding to see that book. And that's what I love getting to see people see their book. Well, when you said it's like a uh, birth and a baby, uh, that's exactly what came to, to mind because 
I, I have a lot of friends who are authors and I, I've been in many books, but I've never written one myself. And they're like, oh, they've arrived, you know? And I mean, it's just, just the excitement. You cannot not feel excited for them. I mean, it's yeah. just so, it's so cool. It's so, so cool. it's so amazing to have that feeling and mm-hmm. frightening and excited and everything all at once. Um, mm-hmm. Because then you need to tell people about it. And that's kind of the hard, you know, the hardest part is just, you know, tooting your own horn kind of, but it is, it is a really big deal and people want to support you. People Mm -hmm. want to help authors. Um, It's still a very cool, wonderful thing that you've written a book. And that's what I love. And I've always loved that about this industry. And every book is different. Every author is different. Everybody's passion is different. And to see that and to work through that every single day makes it really interesting for me. It's never the same. I never have the same day twice. Oh, I, I can imagine that. And it is a lot of work. I know I, I've got um, a couple books in me and I, I kind of write stories and I just put them aside because I know how much time it takes to be able to to do that. And one of these days I'll I'll get those yeah. out there. But um, right now I'm, wow. I'm working on so many different things, but I, I think that it's wonderful. And I know of a couple of authors who have worked with you who have just said it's been an incredible experience. And yeah, so Monica Hall worked with you. And I remember going to her website and I was just so impressed with that dandelion. And her name, her book is called Poof. And, and it just is blowing away this dandelion. And I'm like, oh, that it was so beautiful. And it was so perfect for that. And it was creative and just really warmed your heart. So you, I think, approach things very differently from a lot of other publishers uh, that are out there. And that makes a makes a big, big difference. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say, I do think everyone has a book in them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And experiences that obviously only they have, but it's just getting that book out and going through all the steps and, you know, making something like poof. I mean, it was wonderful. I mean, it is wonderful. Well, and it's, it's one of those things too, when you do a book, okay, now your life's on the line. It's like, now the critics can come out. I mean, that's what everybody thinks and they don't think of all the good things that could come out from sharing your story, because there are more people like you out there than you think. And, you know, the more knowledge I think that we share on whatever level it is, if it's a serious topic like dementia, or if it's a book of poetry that gives people peace and calmness and sparks their creativity or mysteries or whatever, we all need these different things. And so I think we're our worst critic. We are. And People want to write books to help other people. So if you've written a book and you've helped one other person through what you went through, that's, I mean, that's a great goal to have. Exactly. Exactly. Now people can get a hold of you at kirkhousepublishers.com forward slash reminisce or Facebook. You're at, they can put in reminisce books and then you're on Twitter as a handle of Books Reminisce and Instagram uh, Reminisce Line Books. 
And then you're also um, listed, of course, on LinkedIn under your name. Yes. And so lots of different ways to be able to get a hold of Anne. She's just a, a joy to work with. And I've really just our back and forth that we've been doing to coordinate the show and stuff has just been really, really fun. So I appreciate your time. Is there, is there anything else that we didn't cover that, that we should have? No, I think that that was, that is all. Um, That's a lot. I, I'm just so, I'm so proud to present this line and so happy. And thank you so much for all your help. I really appreciate it. Well, and you should be proud. This is, like I said, it's filling a huge, huge hole and people are going to be thrilled to see this is now available to them and that there's more coming out um, month after month. So thank you so much. To our audience, I hope you like, click and share this video with people or this podcast, whatever you're listening to. It's important for people to know that there are more options um, becoming available every single day. So if you've got a person who likes to read, needs a little larger print, needs a little shorter story, and not as complicated of plots, this is your answer. Check out the Reminis book line. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the way showers who will help your journey a lot easier.